Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 108 minutes to quarantine failure. Iteration. Master. Caution. Zero. Reset. No Zero. current alarms. Zero. Vault temperature within normal Five. parameters. Vault Two. pressure within normal Zero. parameters. Vault One. humidity within normal Five. parameters. Two. Vault integrity test Two. report secured. Zero. Zero. Talk show. We'll do it live! Sergeant Drino, and you are listening to a communication from Station 7, or The Door. Station 7 is a sociological experiment in progress for members of the Dharma Initiative and fans of Lost, The Walking Dead, and now Z Nation. So we're going to go ahead and open up our lines for anyone who wants to communicate. Opening communications channel. Waiting. Well, Waiting. Lost is over. Satellite uplink established. But as it turns out, Damon and Carlton's prediction was true. What's really fun is to actually have a character back who is dead, but isn't really dead. When someone dies on Lost, they're dead. And that's really it. Like, we're not trying to be sneaky and they're going to come back as a zombie. Or... Year 7, you're going to regret that zombie comment. I am. I am really going <laughs> to regret that. Year 7 is actually, the subtitle is Lost Zombies. <laughs> and it's just everybody who we've killed off over the years coming back and trying to eat you. It'll be cool. It'll be like it'll be like Stephen King's When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. <laughs> so today we react to episode thirteen of Z Nation. The title of the episode is Doctor of the Dead. We'll rate the episode, discuss things a bit, and follow that up with our Walk of the Week, Roger Ward, and our survival scenario. Finally, our new viewer will make some spoiler-free predictions. Well, actually, I guess we can all do that now that we've all caught up together about what we think will happen next. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. Spirited debate. It's the cornerstone of our philosophy here at the Hansel Foundation. We're reaching out to a better tomorrow, and that means listening to our critics, even those who would lob unfounded claims from the darkness. We're confident in our mission. That's why we invite you. Talk about us. Discuss our accomplishments and continued progress. We are here for you. Thank you, and namaste. 
we've got on the line tonight. Incoming transmission from Methodic John. Hey, Methodic John, it's been a little while. It's been a while, while. How's it going? A while, while? Like those gas stations? <laughs> yes, a while, while. <laughs> no, it's going pretty good. Uh, finally got a new job. We'll see how nice. it goes. Is, is, is it podcasting? I wish. Nice. <laughs> um, how about you? How are yeah. you doing? Staying busy with the kiddos, but other than that, life is grand. They're probably in college by now, right? <laughs> Almost. I thought so. <laughs> All right, uh, who else we got up there? Incoming transmission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Doing okay. How about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, firstly, trying to pound away the rest of this uh, sub sandwich yes. from Subway. Yeah, I can, I can, we can you, hear you that. You probably can't yes. tell at all. <laughs> no, no. Yes, we can. It's it's actually quite disgusting sounding. But <laughs> you keep eating because you need to keep your strength up because you have a new job that you have to start. It's completely the audio equivalent of invisible. Whatever that <laughs> no, is. It's the equivalent, uh, equivalent audio of listening to go, someone go smack, 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 <laughs> smack, smack. smack, smack. As we, we we do have a long and sordid tradition with eating on the podcast. <laughs> have you That's gotten, a I don't know. I have no problem with it. We even just <laughs> yes. get feedback, <laughs> feedback specifically in regards. <laughs> to oh our my god! Feeding. Let me guess. You were, you were eating oysters, weren't you? You were slurping so much. <laughs> well, that's what I claimed uh, was happening anyway. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Okay, uh, who else we got Incoming there? transmission from Mr. Bad. Hey, Mr. Bad, how's it going? Excellent, Sergeant. How are you? Enjoying this wonderful summer weather? Um, Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's not too bad. How about you? You got some oysters there ready to slurp away? No oysters, no oysters, but uh, I just had uh, a soda. um, Wow, is that the special soda theme? Yes, that's the soda theme, yes. (laughs) That's an encoded Coke message. Fascinating. Okay, um, well, um, you guys ready to get started on this, the final episode of Season 1 of Z Nation? Can't wait. Very excited. Let's get on. Very excited. Ooh, and I've got uh, mayonnaise all over my pants. This is awesome. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, it's mayonnaise. <laughs> it's mayonnaise that came off the oysters. <laughs> okay, uh, you guys ready to get started with that first thing we do, whatever the heck that is? Um. So, uh, four years before the zombie apocalypse, we see a guy in a suit carrying a case walking down a street. He's nice to a lady's baby. Then he's approached by a shady dude named Johnny. You the doctor, yes? The guy is indeed the doctor. And Johnny is uh, leading him somewhere. It's a nice day, so they walk. They end up at a shitty apartment where a guy named Bill is lying on a mattress on the floor. Bill can't kick the crock and looks like he's dying with nasty skin lesions all over his body. The doctor gives Johnny a bag of drugs as payment and Johnny leaves. The doctor asks Bill some questions. When did he last eat? Is he sensitive to light? Does he feel numb or cold? 
Are you going to help me? asked Bill. You're going to help me, says the doctor. He injects Bill with something, and Bill goes into convulsions. Next, the doctor jams a huge syringe up Bill's nose into his brain and draws out some brain fluid. The doctor leaves, and we see Johnny dead in the hall, killed by the drugs he was given. Back in the present, Operation Bite Mark is talking to Citizen Z, trying to make it to Fort Collins. Cassandra is getting worse, and so is Murphy. Citizen Z says he's made contact via teletype with Dr. Murch. Cassandra's getting worse, and so is Murphy. Uh, Citizen Z says he's made contact with via teletype with Dr. Murch, who will have a team standing by for them at Fort Collins. Murphy contemplates driving off and leaving them all, but is interrupted by Warren. They head out. On the way, Doc starts speculating on all the horrible things the science team will do to Murphy. The group discusses what they'll do after the mission is over. 10K has still has 6,998 to go, but thinks he'll take a break and head up north, as these don't fare well as these don't fare too well in the cold. Warren thinks she'll continue on to California. Doc wants to buy a boat, sail around the world, and find a safe island to live on. They arrive at the entrance to the facility and see a group of people all standing with their backs to them, staring at the entrance. Warren puts handcuffs on Murphy, saying it's for his own safety. Murphy says she doesn't trust him. Then the people turn around, and they're not people at all. They're zombies. Murphy strolls on past them, unafraid, as the Z's rush our survivors in the van. Warren calls for Murphy to help them, and he reluctantly comes to their aid. They get past the zombies by group-hugging Murphy. Once inside, they find a bunch of dead people. They find four dead scientists sitting at a table, apparently killed while celebrating a birthday. There's a birthday cake, which which says, Happy Birthday, Dr. Kerr, but the rest of the name is cut off. Three years before the zombie apocalypse, we get we go to a UN Ebola quarantine camp in Liberia. The doctor shows up again and extracts another sample from one of the disease victims. Back in the Fort Collins lab, the group encounters zombies in the complex in 10K caps 3002 and 3003. The group hears sounds from a dead scientist's cell phone, and it's Citizen Z texting them to find a computer and search HZN1 test results backslash backslash codename level 9 password red death. Murphy gets on the computer, and we see before and after videos of a zombie monkey. The videos are dated a year before the outbreak, though. Then he finds a video of a lab tech named Doyle, who was quarantined when the contamination alarm went off, even though Doyle insists he followed protocol. After seeing the video, Doc votes that they leave, but Murphy and Warren insist they must look for merch. Two years before the zombie apocalypse, we go to an abandoned bioweapons lab in Kazakhstan. The doctor enters with a Russian dude. They put on protective masks, and the guy leads him to a dead man on the floor inside. The doctor is annoyed the man is already dead, so he cuts the strap on the Russian guy's mask, breaks a, vi- breaks a bioweapon vial, and infects the guy. What are you doing? The Russian screams. Science, replies the doctor. As the guy falls to the ground convulsing, the doctor goes in for the sample with his big syringe. 
Back in the Fort Collins lab, the group get a call on the cell phone from Citizen Z. Z warns them about the lab failsafe, that if they don't decontaminate before they leave, the lab will get nuked. They also have to decontaminate before they go any farther. They strip down, and the group is disturbed to see that Murphy's scars look like they're spreading. Cassandra is also looking really weak and sick, so 10K carries her. They move deeper into the complex and encounter some isolation cells. Inside one is a dead amputee with tubes coming out of him, and another is a barely alive woman being slowly devoured by flies. Warren wants to give her mercy, but Doc says they can't open the door or the flies will get them. A third cell contains a zombie with its mouth held open by some kind of speculum thing, and other cells are empty with doors hanging open, and the group realizes that test subjects are loose in the room with them. Murphy tries to use his powers, but they don't work on these zombies, and they attack. But somehow Murphy rips their heads clean off. One year before the zombie apocalypse, we go to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. The doctor investigates a man who is in a zombie-like state after being buried under rubble for 21 days in an earthquake. He now seems unaware of his surroundings, but responds to voice commands with no apparent will of his own. The doctor is fascinated and extracts, and extracts his sample. Back in the Fort Collins lab, Cassandra can't go on and insists 10K leave her behind so she doesn't endanger the group. We find out she knows 10K's real name is Tommy, but promises to keep it a secret. The group leaves her on a bed in a room, Warren promising to get her on their way back out. Warren gives her her revolver with one bullet, just in case. 10K hugs Cassandra before they step out of the room. Murphy jogs up, having scouted ahead, and Warren tells him he may want to say his goodbyes. Murphy goes inside the room with Cassandra, pets her hair a little, and it looks like she dies. Murphy re-emerges moments later and leads the group to a trail of gore. They follow the trail to a central lab and enter. There they find the horribly decayed body of lab tech Brendan Doyle, who is somehow still alive even though he's lacking most of his internal organs. Murphy can tell Doyle wants them to watch something, and they see Murch telling Doyle he'll be the first human trial of the vaccine as she injects him. Doyle goes into convulsions, and the video ends. The group realize the vaccine kept Doyle from turning zombie, but won't let him die. The decayed Doyle begs for the group to kill him, as Citizen Z appears on the screen to tell them Dr. Murch and two soldiers appear to be headed to their location. The door opens, and three people in isolation suits storm in. The man in front takes his mask off to reveal the doctor from the flashbacks. He says that Merch didn't make it, that he's her boss, Dr. Kurtz. He says he's there to help them save mankind. At Camp Northern Light, Citizen Z researches Dr. Kurtz and finds he's responsible for vaccines for HIV, Ebola, and SARS, and won a Nobel Prize. However, the picture on file reveals the doctor at Fort Collins is not Dr. Kurtz. Citizen Z runs facial recognition software and identifies the man as a Dr. Kurian, but Kurian's file is heavily redacted. Citizen Z presses more buttons and learns that Dr. Kurian is wanted by Interpol for selling bioweapon tech to North Korea, Iran, Iraq, and being investigated for developing battlefield hypnotics. Citizen Z realizes he's led them into a trap. Meanwhile, Kurian is telling how they will take Murphy the rest of the way to California so they can sequence his blood and make a vaccine. Kurian warns if Murphy doesn't come with them, he'll eventually end up just like Doyle and suggests that somebody give Doyle mercy. 
Murphy volunteers. He takes Warren's knife and goes over to Doyle. I'm sorry, says Murphy, but Doyle whispers, don't trust him. Murphy mercies Doyle and declares he's not going with Curian. Curian tries to persuade them, but Citizen Z appears on a computer screen holding a sign that says, kill the doctor. There is banging on the door. It opens to reveal Cassandra, who has a bite mic on her cheek. Kill him, commands Murphy, and Cassandra attacks the soldiers. She's moving super fast and seems like some kind of half-zombie hybrid. She takes out the soldiers, but Murphy runs off. Curian shoots Doc and then runs after Murphy. As Murphy tries to flee the complex, Citizen Z pleads with him over the intercom to stop or he'll trigger the nuclear failsafe. But Murphy thinks Citizen Z sold him out and doesn't believe him. As Curian shows up behind him, Murphy breaks through the containment, activates the failsafe, and a missile is launched. Alarms blare as Warren tries to revive Doc. She gets him moving as the zombified soldiers attack. Cassandra battles them and yells for the group to go. Meanwhile, Murphy pulls off some more skin as he goes up an elevator and makes his way outside. At Camp Northern Light, Citizen Z is alarmed to see other missiles launch and realizes in horror that one is headed right for him. In the elevator, the group finds a big piece of skin and concludes Murphy has shed his skin. Outside, Murphy speeds off in the Mesa Pharmaceuticals van. The group makes it outside to find the van gone, but take a black SUV left by the left by Curian's men. As they race off, we see the incoming missile in the sky. Elsewhere, Mac and Addie still separated to see a missile as well. Citizen Z runs outside to see the missile heading straight for him. God, I hate the apocalypse, he says. So, what did you guys think of this episode? Uh, how many stars out of ten would you give it, Mr. Bad? I thought it was amazing. I'll give it a big nine. It was the best episode of the season, and wow. it really pissed me off. And really, what was the last thing you said? Pissed me off. Pissed you Mr. off? Mr. Bad off. Yeah. Mr. Hell of a cliffhanger. Mr. has been riled. <laughs> okay, uh, Methodic John, what would you rate this episode? I would give it a nine and a half. Ooh. Oh, somebody just had a soda. <laughs> Nine and a half, pretty strong. Uh, do we hear ten? Do we hear ten? Brian, I gave it a two. No, I didn't. I gave it a. <laughs> I gave it. I gave it a nine. I mean, it was a good episode. It ended at a great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, really did enjoy it. Okay, and I too, I too will give it a nine. I thought it was very strong. Maybe not. Perfect, but uh, probably about as close as this show generally gets. Very strong. Oh, yeah. Very, very true. Very, very true. Zombie bear. <laughs> so, uh, what worked and didn't work in this episode? What were the things that make it made it better and the things that made it worse? Mr. Bad. Um, I think you really saw great production values. I think they spent extra time on the script. Um, I had been bad-mouthing Warren's character uh, pretty much all season, but she actually had some good acting, you know. Um, I think maybe mm-hmm. not only were they cheap on the writing, but they mm-hmm. were, like, doing one-takes, you know. Because when you're really uh, under a budget gun, you don't have mm-hmm. time to do multiple takes. So it's like, you know, I, I thought they, they just spent extra time. Uh, the plot was... Uh, 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 
in, not invigorating, but it was grabbing you. You know, I really yeah, got yeah. sort of uh, interested in the flashbacks and who this evil doctor was. There was a lot mm-hmm. going on. I, I, I just Murphy as always was great. His transformation at the end, uh, and you know, uh, looking forward next season to see what ha- he looks like without the skin. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was nice seeing Addie and Mac. They're alive. Uh, <laughs> that that got answered. So uh, were you surprised? Surprised by that? I was very surprised. Yes, <laughs> I, I I was surprised, and they looked like they were together. So that was very. I... Didn't look like they were together to me. Uh, what do you think, Brian? I think the very fact that they were together means he got her out of there. So I think more together, really, honestly. I mean, they may not you have seen Lovey Dovey. They may not have seen Lovey Dovey, but they were together. How do you? I mean, why do you? I mean, we told we saw two separate shots: one of him and then one of her. And I assume they were together. Really? By that shot. Yeah, I, by that shot. I assumed they were together on the same Interesting. Rest. I had the complete opposite reaction. I thought that okay. he was still outside and she was still inside. That's oh. interesting. A question for later, Simon? I mean, that's that's possible, but I don't see that. I mean, I see both of them. I mean, one, um, he survived, and yeah. I, I just don't see them not being together. You, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I just don't see them being a, a separate pair. Uh-huh. Interesting. Especially when they're... I don't know, you know, 200, 300 miles away from where they originally, uh, where the, uh, mm-hmm. where Colorado is. I mean, I just, I just don't see them not being together. Hmm. Yeah. That was the other thing. I figured that they must be, they must be looking at a different missile. Like there's even another missile that might be hitting near, near to where uh, the Sisters of Mercy location is. No, pretty much that one missile was going to that one facility. So that's why I made the assumption that they were together. Hmm. Okay. Well, what do you think? Assumption. What do you think, Bethard John? You know, I could see it being. I I I felt that they just showed them separately. I didn't think that um, they were physically together. Um, but you know, I guess I'd have to see. I don't remember the part about the missile. To be honest with you, uh-huh. I need to rewatch that. But I mean, I think my initial reaction was that they just you know. Show them to show them um, mm-hmm. in the episode. Yeah. And not the leaving the cliffhanger. Only off chance that they didn't get renewed. It was like, well, they're, <laughs> still, they're still alive somewhere doing something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they they could, if they wanted to show them together, they could have had them actually physically in the same shot. But they had. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Distinct shots for each one. But then again, maybe that could be a matter of they couldn't get both actors together at the same day for the episode or something, but. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're, they're not, they're not high-ticket actors. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not talking, you know, we can't get John Travolta, you know, together with uh, Nicolas Cage because their schedules are too damn complicated. <laughs> well, it could be just a matter of that they live in separate states and Sci-Fi didn't want to pay the, the cost of a bus ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see. Uh, was there anything that didn't work for you, Steve? I don't recall if I heard uh, any well, negatives. I mention anything. Mostly, I would say they were nits. Um, mm-hmm. How the cell phone, you know, stayed charged for three years, that was a bit of a nit. Ooh, that's a good point. 
I oh, I hate it. you. That was going to be mine. Damn oh, it. sorry. I didn't see it plugged in. It, I mean, if it had been plugged in, that place had power, I guess. That would have worked. But I didn't notice if it was plugged in or not. I was wondering about that, though. I didn't see it, but... Um... Hmm, okay. All yeah, right. That's uh... my, but that's my didn't work. It was the cell phone still working. The only other thing... <laughs> Only other nit I had was why did Murphy bite Cassandra on the face? You know, <laughs> if he's gonna bite her anywhere, bite her in the breast. You know, bite her. <laughs> I you hate know? you. That's my other one I did what not like hell? because of the fact that Mar- why didn't he just bite her on the hand or somewhere else? I mean, why on the he face? Right I mean, what face. a what a creeper this man is. I mean, he, I mean, he had to lick that site first and then bite it. I mean, really. Yeah, he goes in there to say his tender goodbyes, pets her hair a little, and then apparently bites her right on the face. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Mm. I mean, I do like the fact that he bit her on the face because he didn't want her to turn, but, I mean, seriously, on the face? Could have picked a more stylish. (laughs) More stylish. Like someplace we'll never see because it's, you know, sci fi. He could have been her on the butt. I mean, why on the face? I don't know. Because he's Murphy, and he's kind of a dick. <laughs> oh, somebody had a soda. <laughs> um, uh, you got any other works, uh, work that you want to mention, uh, Brian? Um, I would say what worked. Uh, Murphy, his entire character, worked perfectly. Yep. Him going in, them not trusting him, him not understanding why, uh, him getting them in the facility by saying group hug, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> getting them in, and then him being a selfish MF trying to get out and sets off the nuclear. I mean, he, I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, he mm-hmm. really did work. Um, I would say also what I also liked about this episode were the flashbacks with the doctor, even though it made no sense whatsoever what he was doing the entire time. But, I mean, I do <laughs> like the fact that he is more the progenitor of this disease than um, us not knowing what the hell happened. Well, it's kind of uh, – it, that's an interesting point. I guess we'll address that now. Might as well. Um, the first time I watched this episode, I I thought maybe the show was trying to tell us that that he was like – that this was how – the zombie disease got created or something that he collected all these various samples and somehow made engineered the disease out of these. But looking back on it now and what they say about how he sold bioweapons to various countries, maybe he was just collecting samples of things to sell to other countries. Oh, what did you guys think? What did you think, uh, Methodic John? What's your take on the doctor? I mean, I think it, the doctor was harvesting all these random viruses to make like a crazy virus. So, so you think he was going to create maybe the zombie virus or the vaccine or something? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think mm-hmm. he was creating. I think that's the whole reason they showed him doing all these activities. Okay, was that that was the that was the precursor and what led up to the ultimately the zombie virus was okay him, him collecting all these samples of random shit from all over the planet mm-hmm. and you know ultimately making putting them together to make something even crazier that makes exactly, yeah, yeah. That, that makes narrative sense and that's that's the way i took it the very first time i watched it it was just looking back on it seeing how his file says he's wanted for selling bioweapons 
I, I figured that maybe they didn't actually really quite tell us that, but maybe they did. I don't know. What do you I mean, What do you I, think? Hmm? Yeah. I don't know. I was just going to say, I think that, again, it was a kind of all like a whole just backstory that the guy's a jerk. You know? <laughs> um, what do you think, Steve? What was your takeaway on the Doctor of the Death? Doctor well, of Death. I think I agree with everybody's initial assessment that, you mm-hmm. know, they're leading us to believe yet that his, uh, his uh, activities possibly caused, you know, the uh, zombie apocalypse as he was trying to weaponize some mm-hmm. of these diseases. And, oh, um, somebody had a soda. And I thought the key one was that guy who, uh, who was obeying the commands. Because that really, you know, that's, if that uh, ties in with Mur- mm-hmm. Murphy's abilities, that's, that's a real reason why he would try to weaponize that with some of these other diseases. You know, North Korea would buy that, you know, infect <laughs> their entire population of a disease that makes them right. all obey, you know. Right. That also kind of feeds into uh, what they said about him researching battlefield hypnotics and and Murphy's ability to control people that he infects with his blood. <laughs> but that being said, I would not be surprised in season two when they actually they they mm-hmm. he learned his lesson and was trying to actually find a cure because he knew what this lab was doing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they twisted mm-hmm. it on us. I mean, also, I do agree with both of you that he was the progenitor of this, but I mm-hmm. would not be surprised if they twisted on us. And do you guys think that he was the progenitor of the zombie virus or the progenitor of this vaccine? Or are those two things related to each other or anybody? I'll go with the first. I think he, he accidentally, you know, created the zombie uh, virus and, you know, through sloppy, you know, methodology, unleashed it. And I don't think he's related to the uh, the cure. Uh-huh. Uh, genitals. And, um, and, of course, we've got the, uh, the cake that has the first part of a name that could be Kurtz or it could be Curian. Right. So... Uh- what, what, what? I was like, what's that fruity smell? Hey! <laughs> I resent that. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. Does your wife your like husband. the smell of mayonnaise? Is that it? <laughs> no, no, no. Did she, she call uh, it something different earlier? She was smelling my mango, Rita. <laughs> um, um, I arrive. The wife is here. Congratulations, the wife. Um, and where the oh, heck I'm was I? Really my train of thought. Nikki Sorry. is not here. Incoming well, transmission from Mrs. Drano. Hey, Mrs. Drano is here. How's it going, Mrs. Drano? <laughs> where have you been? It seems like it's been a while since we've heard from you. I am here. Oh, congratulations. I say, like, I guess you were on the last one, too, weren't you? I think so. I think it's been a while since we did one of these. That's true. It's been more than 10 days. Pretty crazy. Just say sad, stupid things and make us giggle at them. Sad, stupid things. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Not specifically that one sentence. My goodness. Do we have to go through this again, Mrs. Yes. Literal? Mrs. Literal. <laughs> um, her brother's the same way. I tell her, tell him to, you need to room th- remove this post or blah, blah, blah. And he removes what I said. I hate him. He's just as bad. I do like it. Yeah, it does. It makes me laugh now. Okay, back to the uh, subject at hand. Let's see. Uh, we're talking about 
Uh, oh, yeah, the cake. That's right. So the Kurt name on the cake. So do we think that Kurtz was originally working this lab or was Kurian actually the boss of this lab? What do you guys think? I'm going to go Kurtz. with Kurian, you know. I think Kurtz showed up later, you know, and, you know. I think Kurian had nothing to do. Well, I think Kurian did have something to do with it. I think Kurtz was over them all. Um, which is why Kurian was there during those videos. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Someone's going to have diabetes. Um, I think Kurian, that's a woman, right? Uh, no, the woman is Dr. Merch. Kurtz, Kurtz is the name that Kurian, uh, that's claims right, that's when he first claimed shows up. Was him. I think he was a lead of this entire facility. Merch, um, somehow made it to California from Colorado. Um, I think he was, he's one of the same person. I think he let it out. I think he let it out the, the virus okay. itself, but I don't think so, he did it. I think he did it more by accident. I don't think he meant to do it because I think he really wanted this for something for, to sell for war, because how can you be rich and have, you know, the conference of home when you've destroyed the world? I think that okay. was just an accident. And, you know, there's a uh, rationale for how he may have gained access to the facility. He was certainly, you know, involved in black ops. I'm sure he was double dealing lots of people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, these deadly diseases. And there's lots of, you know, dark, you know, security agencies and perhaps elements of the uh, American, you know, dark ops knew him. And, uh, you know, uh, he... he found some contacts he stayed alive and they got him to this facility thinking hey this guy knows stuff about you know diseases maybe he can work on it well i mean it does so so if i'm understanding you guys correctly you think that Curian was the person in charge of this lab and the this dr kurtz who's who he pretended to be initially was just some other doctor that didn't have anything to do with this particular lab yeah, and, yes. the, and, and the armed guards he had could could be like, you know, I'm going to say CIA. I don't want to badmouth CIA, but why not? <laughs> you know, they could be like, you know, real nasty people from the U.S. Uh, agencies. And, you know, they came in, they took over because they're, you know, want, they want to control, you know, uh, the uh, cure if they can find it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it does seem like this guy, Curian was in some way working for the government because his file is, is redacted. I mean, there's no reason if he's if he's just a criminal that's wanted, there's no reason why the government would redact his file like that, I wouldn't think. Right. right. So it seems like that he was in some way actually working for the government and he may indeed and they have been, were look and they were looking for an advantage in war. Yeah, and this lab was clearly a government lab. I mean, it's got a nuclear failsafe. It's connected to government facilities that they're going to blow it up if something gets out. And it seems like this lab is where the zombie virus originated. It seems like they were working on it in the lab, and it got loose, and that's how it got everybody. Now, it wouldn't put it past this man. They were, work they were looking for a cure before it even got out. I wouldn't be surprised if they were looking to do something like small outbreaks and then and then sell a cure mm -hmm. for it or an immunization for it. I would not be surprised if they were trying to do something like that to make money. Even okay. the government wants to make money. Someone else said that. What do you think, Methodic John? Um, I think Dr. Kurtz. Curian. Or Kurtz. Kurtz. Uh, 
the normal guy. Oh, the normal guy. Okay, the Nobel Prize guy, Curtis. Yeah, with the head of everything. Oh, so you think he was actually in charge of this lab? Yes. And I okay. think Curian had access to it, but maybe they didn't know what he was up to. Okay. Because um, you normally don't put a deranged psychopath mm-hmm. you know, in charge of a lab. <laughs> even, even if you're up even if you know you want to get into the shit, you normally don't do that. Uh-huh. You normally put the Nobel Peace Prize guy in charge of the lab, or the <laughs> chick in charge of the lab. And True. You, you keep the crazy son of a bitch around for crazy shit. You don't let him run the show. Makes um, sense. Unless they don't realize he's, how crazy he is. Yeah, but he, he, his father dacked it, so I feel like... That's true. They're hip to it. I just don't feel like he would be the guy running that lab. It just feels like that's a bit much. I agree. I tend to agree. Yeah, that that does make more sense. Yeah. Okay. I was um, going to say, that's sort of classic informant double agent type stuff because, like, uh, Whitey Bulger is a great example of that. He was an informant for the FBI, and the FBI helped protect him in many ways from the Boston mm-hmm. police. Uh, tipped him off and stuff because he was giving them information that was useful to them. He was mm-hmm. also running a huge uh, criminal enterprise, but they didn't care about that. All they cared about was that they were getting good information that they could provide to their channels that made them look good. So if you were a security intelligence, you you could get really good information from this uh, Kurtz guy about the... uh, uh, Oh, uh, Curian, about (laughs) the uh, uh, biological capabilities of Korea because I just gave it to him. I can tell him exactly what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not too different from from some of the the Nazi uh, scientists that uh, the United States... Uh, collected after World War II, right? No, I would agree. Yes, yes. All right. Um, let's see. To continue with what worked, didn't work. Uh, Methodic John, uh, what worked and didn't work for you this episode? You got anything you wanted to add on that one? Um, I think the only thing I'd say that I didn't feel worked very well um, was some of the inconsistencies inside a lab, some of it just seemed like, you know, like a phone that worked, that somehow <laughs> magically works, or teletype or whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, that was just such a random technology to claim <laughs> that he heard from a doctor on. I mean, really? Teletype? Um so I think some of those things didn't work, but again, you know, this show in general, Minnesota. yeah, this show, you know, we, we, we kind of give them a lot of slack because they're slackers in general. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, cut them some slack there, but I think sure. what worked really, one of the things that I think worked really well uh, in this particular episode was the way they left it at the very end. I mean, I think that did a really good job of just, for all intents and purposes, clearing the board a little bit. Um, uh-huh. Because I felt like at the end, like, wow, holy shit, what's going to happen? And I think, yeah. you know, the nuke thing, um, I don't feel like they did a good enough job explaining how the nuke was headed towards Citizen Z. I, I feel like that came out of nowhere. But the mere fact that they're doing it, I mean, that's mm-hmm. 
fairly ballsy. I mean, you know, it's either what the nuke isn't going to be armed and crashes unarmed and is a dud, basically, which I guess <laughs> is how they're going to have to leave it. But there's a lot well, of I, them. What did you say? I said there was a lot of nukes flying. Yeah, 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 there's at least two, maybe three. Yeah, I mean, so really, how are they going to end that in a sane way? I, I don't know. Um, the uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. Might as well, since you brought it up. Um, Citizen Z will take care of it. Well, Citizen Z is outside watching it flying yeah. right at him. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have time to oh, even come look back. On. There, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna come with something. I mean, I totally. The, the problem I had with this more or less what didn't work with this episode was the fact that all of them seemed to have power. I mean, I know we had that one. Uh, episode with the um, nuclear power plant, but really, the United States and Europe and a lot of countries should be relatively irradiated at this point, at least locally, mm-hmm. to whatever power plant they have. Um, they should, unless they're kept up with people who are constantly on guard to make sure they don't melt down, or they shut them down before they can. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how in the hell these places have power to even send out a nuke. Well, I don't know. Nukes are pretty high priority, and so is this super secret lab. So it doesn't really surprise me that. How many years? That's what I'm saying. How many? How many years after, though? I mean, unless someone maintains a power supply, they're going to die within a year, easy. Don't you think? I mean, the, the Maybe phone in real itself. Life. <laughs> the, the phone. I know. I know. In real life. I mean, the phone itself. It, why it didn't work for me is because it was still active. I mean, it wasn't plugged in that we could see. If it was, where's that power coming from? It's coming from uh, North Dakota? No, it's coming from whatever nuclear, whatever it is that's powering that lab. And who's making sure it does? <laughs> to me, to now, me, it's less. But, to no, me, it's, it's easier to imagine that the phone was just plugged in all this time and less easy to try and think about how it's even getting a signal from cellular towers. I'm not really. I'm not really worried about somebody had a soda. <laughs> Someone had a soda. Who has soda? Let me guess. Steve, are you having another soda? Coke's our um, sponsor this. There's week. a lot they, of things. Uh... You know, when we talk about this stuff, there's a lot of things I can give up and I can I can move past just because of the narrative of the story, and I can enjoy that. Um, but if you ask me in a real world setting, I'm like, how the hell do you have power to a cell phone? How? Seriously, I mean. I mean, it's just, mm, yeah, it doesn't work. The thing I thought was interesting was the nukes. It reminded me of the Andromeda strain. And I, it uh-huh. just didn't make it. The, the only downside, I liked, like like Methonic John said, I really liked the ending and the impending doom. That was great. I just thought. Yeah, I don't know. It would have worked better like the Andromeda strain, you know, where there was like a nuke at the facility and they had to, you know, do something, you know, really hard to try to deactivate it. Uh-huh. Um, because <laughs> unless they're going for, you know, a nuclear uh, zombie apocalypse, and maybe they are, um, <laughs> you know, they're really going to have to write a, a lot of twists to say how these uh, missiles don't go off. I, unless well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how. Star I mean, Wars? It's the, it's the only thing that I can possibly thank think you, of. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. They got uh, satellites in space. They're going to launch the uh, lasers at them? No. Uh, before the nukes hit, I bet they auto-destruct. 
some mysterious person somewhere self-destructs them all before they kill anybody. Oh, do you think Citizen Z has that capability? No, no. Some some other force that we haven't seen yet. Nixon, he's in hiding. <laughs> well, we Nixon we get, is dead. My goodness, we, Matt. <laughs> no, we did not. get the. Uh, I've just read the book Crooked by Austin Grossman. It's excellent, and it definitively proves uh, Nixon's alive, and he faked his death, and uh, unveils and he's the head in a jar. <laughs> it unveils the dark um, Lovecraftian mysteries that uh, surrounded that uh, that particular time in our history. Oh my goodness! But um, I'm not talking to you anymore. But but in all seriousness, uh, I mean, we did get the thread earlier this season about uh, Citizen Z possibly being hacked from somewhere, mm-hmm. and clearly there are elements of something sort of governmenty that are still in operation out there. We've got Curian, uh, who appears to have some kind of support staff. We, I mean, uh, the news would be Russian ones, though. I mean, American law, the nukes coming in would be Russian because they weren't. They weren't Russian. What are you talking about? Well, why would America? No, no, no. He, uh, Steve, he o- makes complete sense. A small contingent of the American government, let's say they do survive the zombie apocalypse, and they still have control. They send that man, that doctor, out in order to say, hey, we need the cure, we need you to do this, and therefore Mm -hmm. they're doing this from Washington or from New York or from wherever. It doesn't matter. But they are controlling assets that they still think they have control over. Well, here's here's my point. And when the nuke goes off and is headed for their facility for their guy, Dr. Curian, well, they don't want that to happen, so they self-destruct it. Um, that doesn't make any sense, because why would America have a system where they launch a intercontinental ballistic missile to blow up a lab in Colorado and also have an automated fire of the ICBM missiles at themselves, at our own cities, if a missile is launched? Because it seemed to me that Citizen Z said, oh, a missile got launched. Someone has soda! So my Minnesota, <laughs> and then some automated system launches more missiles. It would only be the Russians who had an automated system. They see an ICBM launch, they launch their missiles, and they launch them at the United States. Why would more well, missiles be dropping? What country States? do you live in that does not have the Patriot Act, that does not legally give the government to spy on you? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, really, if if they went this way and said, hey, I mean, they could get, easily get rid of the ICBM. I mean, they said it was dead man's wish. That means someone has to be at their facility in order to do it. They may have some people there. The one to Z, they may do it just to get rid of him because he's an obstacle. It depends. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in season two. We don't well, he, know when season two is going to even play. Well, he said he did say something about automated third strike system that was launching more missiles, and I I have to admit I did not quite follow what that meant. Well, that would be the Russians having an automated system to launch missiles back at America if some sort of strike automatically happens. Why oh, get off lo- Russia! Get off Russia! It's China! 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 <laughs> My gosh. No, but why would um, it could be either, actually. I mean, US. you 
might have a point. I mean, you may actually have a very good point, but we don't know until we see the second season. Well, I the other thing is I wouldn't think that the Russians or whoever would have missiles targeting a secret NSA outpost well, in there are no the Antarctic. Like that. You can tell. I mean, you, oh come on, got, John! Don't be spy satellites. Listen you to him. Got, you know. All the communications uh, traffic would lead you to know that that's not a secret facility. You, you, you know, they have um, enough people looking for just communication signals. And if you have all these uh, electronic signals coming, you pinpoint it and then you just send a satellite to look at it. And there's a huge facility, even if it's underground, uh, that would have taken a long time, years to build. They would have seen all this construction in the uh, the Arctic. Uh, it's not, you know, uh, a tourist, you know, uh, lodge. So I would go to Antarctica. <laughs> I, think uh, he's actually in the Arctic, I think he's actually in the Arctic, Arctic Circle, okay. not in Ar- in, Ar- okay. in Arctic. I forget. <laughs> Northern Light. In. So yeah, I guess you're right. Northern Light. Yeah. I still um, go there. It's cold. It's colder than here. <laughs> You might be right, Steve. Uh, maybe, hopefully, we'll find out more about it. At, at the same time, I'm still willing to bet that, I mean, the only way I see him actually writing themselves out of this is all the missiles self-destruct. That's still good. I want to hear what John has to say. What do you say, Methodic John? What's your, what's your angle on it? Yeah, either the missiles, but here's the problem. If the missiles self-destruct, I still mm-hmm. think that's going to be problematic because then that's what, self-destructed nuclear fallout all over people? Um, I think maybe if they're just, like, not armed or something, um, or at the last second they, they get redirected. I think what will happen more likely is they're not going to self-destruct and they're not going to crash a dud. They'll just get, like, redirected magically. <laughs> and will there be some sort of, I don't know, stupid ass explanation? I mean, I, I, but I, I really think that they staged the missile strike as their end game for the series because they didn't know if they were going to be picked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe um, so they wrote it that way. That's my guess. Somebody has soda. Buy a coke. <laughs> Drink coke. <laughs> So what what was your takeaway on the whole uh, multiple missiles being launched third strike thing? Are they all coming from us, or are some of them coming from the Russians or the China or something? What, what did you think? You know, I just don't have an opinion, but I can't help but notice that you know, Doctor Kurtz, you know, Kurtzwall, Kurian, you know, it's a very <laughs> X Files name, uh, by the way. It made me think of X Files. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Can't help but notice that you know how he magically, you know, seems to be alive and kind of in play all these years later. Um, so where's he been, and what kind of resources does he have, and who else is with him? Mm-hmm. You know, those people probably are kind of in play behind this missile situation more than I would suspect other uh, um, actors mm-hmm. or entities. Okay. Okay. It's the Canadians. They're pissed off about uh, Northern Lights, so they launch, They had the uh, the third strike capability. <laughs> Let me guess. You have maples in North America. We can't have that. <laughs> um, Seriously, Canada, Canada, Canada. Canada. Yes, they're not even a real country. Anyway, 
Are you leaving, my pet? The wife is getting up and going. See you later, the wife. Have fun. Laying down, probably. Uh-huh. Okay, um... Ew. Let's say, uh, let's see, uh, what worked, what didn't work. Um, for me, I will just say that I, I felt like the uh, the building tension in the lab as they got deeper and deeper into it worked really well. I thought they did a good job of starting out creepy and getting even creepier from there. I particularly liked those little isolation cells that had like a different creepy thing in each one. That's pretty awesome. And, uh... I don't really have a different, different word. Just the, the same, the same kind of stuff that you guys have said. Uh, smartest, dumbest. What was the smartest thing somebody did in the episode? What was the dumbest thing, uh, Mister Bad? Uh, smartest was Murphy biting uh, Cassandra uh, on the, the face. Dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest was him biting or on the face and not a boob. You know <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Methodic um, John, smartest, dumbest. I think smartest was Citizen Z attempt to kind of give them a heads up on the shady dock. And I think the dumbest also goes to Citizen Z for walking outside and staring at the missile's approach (laughs) in a visible manner, seeing them basically headed right towards him. That was just asininely stupid. Yes, he could have gone and tried to, like, hack them or something, I think. (laughs) Maybe I said Drink Coke. <laughs> okay, uh, Brian. Smartest dumbest. Uh, smartest thing was uh, Murphy basically using the zombies to ca- – using himself as a camouflage for the zombies to get them into the facility. Um, yeah. Um, the dumbest thing was that uh, Murphy didn't bite her on the vagina. And shows that. Not cool. But no, seriously, seriously, seriously. I mean, seriously, that's really horrible. Uh, the dumbest thing I think for me was um, that one doctor surviving all that and going after Murphy. That was the dumbest thing. They should have killed him pretty much immediately. But that's here and there. He's a survivor, man. Seriously, the dumbest thing for me is why wasn't Cassandra cured when she was getting antibiotics two episodes ago? Why wasn't that happen? I mean, why did she have a um, uh, what? Uh, sometimes it just doesn't work, I guess. Okay, um, mine. I'm going to agree with you guys and say the smartest thing was biting Cassandra. Maybe not on the face, but in general. Uh, and I'm going to say dumbest was uh, Murphy running out and triggering the nuclear failsafe, uh, in spite of everybody screaming at him to. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, I thought that was well in character. So I, I agree with what you're saying, but no offense. I, I agree that he it was in character. Was do it, regard- he was going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. He did not give a cow. Well, you know, another dumb thing. What's Why that? did Citizen Z tell them to kill the doctor? Because even if he's an evil Nazi doctor, he still knows about, you know, uh, these these diseases, and mm. if anybody's alive, he's probably a guy who could develop a cure. Yeah, but he's completely untrustworthy <laughs> and extremely dangerous. I mean, we've seen him sneakily kill various people in flashback. 
Although, true, of course, Sister Z would have no way of knowing that, I guess. Well, but um, Merce was killing lots of people. She was jabbing that uh, mm-hmm. cure in, and everybody was, you know, dying horrible deaths and turning into <laughs> a zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, questions raised by this episode. We've already addressed some of them. Uh, I think Mr. Bed uh, raises an interesting issue, the issue of Dr. Birch. Uh, Curian says she didn't make it. Does this mean she's dead? Do we think she's still alive somewhere? It was it was interesting because when I went to view this episode again, I remembered thinking that I was disappointed that we didn't see Merch again. But I guess we actually did see her. I mean, they did have the actress back for the episode. She was in those videos. We just uh, didn't see her in the present again. So what do we think? Is she dead gone for good or might we might she pop up again at some point what do you guys think well she's either dead uh drink Soda. coke uh Mertz, or Mertz was killed by um Kyrian, um yep because he wants to make himself valuable as you know by killing other doctors oh hey, i'm the only person yep. who can cure this <laughs> coke i can think of Pepsi, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what what is that? And is there a way that we can stop it? <laughs> no, it cannot be stopped. Not me. It cannot, it cannot be, be stopped. Be stopped. <laughs> yes, this time, Brian, it is not you. <laughs> F you, John. F you, John. Not my thought of John, but Sergeant Drano. Incidentally, your sound has been a lot better this episode. I'm not sure what the deal is, but I'm keeping my mic off when I'm not talking. Yeah, I mean, that helps, but even 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 the times that you haven't, I feel like it hasn't been as bad as it has. The so. temperature in my room is probably around 80, 81 degrees because every phone, every every fan is off. My air conditioning, oh. unfortunately, I don't have two units for two floors. I have one unit for both floors, and the air conditioning is downstairs, not up here. Awesome. Well, if your fan's off, why are you bothering to turn your mic off? Over. Because if I turn it on, I have to turn it off, then I have to wait for it to stop, and then I have to talk afterwards. It's much easier just to keep them off. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Um, someone who doesn't care about my coolness. Question raised. (laughs) I had another question raised. Ooh, what you got there, Steve? Well, if Mac really was together with Addie, how did he get her out of the uh, compound where the... uh, Mormon uh, sewing uh, session was was keeping house. <laughs> well, of course, you know my my view is that uh, they weren't together. But oh. anybody who thinks they were, uh, what do you think? Well, I, think- I rewatched it, and there's Ooh. no reason to think they're not. There's no reason but to think they, they may are. not be. <laughs> but they may not be. I mean, trees were shown for both of them. The missile was shown for both of them, and all I can say is. We won't really know until next until she, next season. She, I would say, she definitely does not look dressed for the road. She's wearing like a dress or whatever, and she's looks pretty clean. <laughs> a dress? She's wearing the shirt. A shirt is least. I don't see a dress. Well, it's like a nice girly shirt, not the kind of thing she usually wears. It's flowery, yeah, but the, she could have got that from that convent. <laughs> Could be, could be. I think, okay. I think mm-hmm. Mac traded se- uh, sperm 
for, for Addy. I think he provided, you know, insemination into the Mormon women, you mm. know, so they could try to have more uh, daughters. So and then first, as a Mormon, they were not Mormon. <laughs> well, they were, they were uh, feminists, not were Mormon. No, the, the woman. Um, she was a. Uh, her husband uh, had multiple wives and yeah but that's a different sect of mormonism mormons don't do that generally actually it's (laughs) god it's still in their book you know the book of smith soda drink coke um and even though they've uh not they haven't condemned it they just stopped the practice there's still something in there because it's illegal in the united states trust me mormons don't do that as a practice some do yes it's very small percentage please do not narrow us into some little polygamous (laughs) idea of yours please don't do that not on this podcast my god i'm not even mormon i would have badmouthed mormonism a long time ago if i'd known you were mormon I just said I wasn't Mormon. Oh, you just said you were. How can I trust you now? I lie. I do nothing but lie. The, my rule one for Brian is Brian lies. <laughs> That's a pretty good rule. Okay. Um, are we ready to go into the Walker of the Week? I am not. Mr. Bad is not ready. Oh, no, no. If ready. Brian Mudd, Brian Mudd is a liar, how can we trust him? But if he's lying, then he tell, says he's lying. He must be telling the truth. But Mr. Mudd is a liar, so ah, my brain's burning. <laughs> my God, mate, you're 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 quite funny. <laughs> Move on. Moving on. Trust me, if you said something anti-Jew, I would be a Jew in a heartbeat just to piss you off. I told oh you, God. we all know you not don't really, have really to piss you off. Just, just to, be a Jew. to get a we, conversation going. We've established going. that, okay? So uh, I guess the only other question I would have is, uh, we already addressed this kind of earlier, but was Curian actually working for the government when he showed up? Or is he on, you know, working for himself? What's the deal there? Is he actually still in some official capacity? What's going on? I think he he was working for Methodic John and Steve. (laughs) What do you say, Methodic John? Was Curian working for you? No, he was not. <laughs> is he in it for himself? So you say. Is is he an agent for the government still, or is he just uh, an agent for himself? Mm, I'm going to say he's an agent for the government. Okay. All right. What do you think, Steve? Uh, evil double agent, yes. Double agent. He was agent. both a traitor okay. and a, you know, an agent, you know, on on the side, you know, under a false name, and and uh, some evil department of the CIA was giving him protection. And we actually saw that he was still alive at the very end too. So I mean, if if those newts are stopped, he could still be in play next season, I guess. Interesting. Okay, uh, let's go into the Walker of the Week. Okay, this, of course, is the segment where we give our favorite walker... 42 minutes to quarantine failure. Our favorite walker of the week, or we give the award to a character that we think behaved in a manner no better than a walker. So who gets your award, Mr. Bad? Uh, Kurt slash Kurian. He's a very evil bastard. Okay, okay, good one. Um, Methodic John, who gets your walker of the week award? Um... 
many to choose from. I think I'm going to go with... um, Skip me for now. Skip you, okay. Uh, Brian Walker of the Week. I was going to say Curry as well. You can say He's that. He's the worst well, POS ever. All right. And uh, I will have a soda. Soda! Dr. Pepper. And uh, I will give my award to Cassandra, who I think could arguably be considered a walker. And, uh, you know, she was pretty cool. Stylish bite mark right on the face there, killing some soldiers with uh, River Song, River River Tant, River whatever the hell her name is, <laughs> Kung Fu. <laughs> yes, yes, a brown coat. Yes. It depends if you're talking about Doctor Who or you're talking about Serenity. Yeah, you're talking about yeah, Serenity, yeah. I think. Okay, um, uh, Methodic John, you got one for us yet? Or uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with with Murph. I think he gets it just by virtue of his uh, willful ignorance of the rather poignant warnings of don't citizens leave the yeah citizens don't leave the stinking base. If you leave the if you leave the base, you'll break quarantine, and if you do, there'll be a nuke. So I think that you know, while it's in character for him, that was just like the most dickish move ever. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he straight up tells him, if you leave, you're going to kill everyone down there, including Doc and Warren, and and he, he still leaves. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. He gets uh, my award. All right. Uh, Roger Award. Roger, and there's a lot to get done before you can afford to lose me. Roger. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. Roger, move! Let's go, baby. You all right? Perfect, baby. Okay, this of course is the award we give to the character that we think kicked the most ass in the episode, but who is also a character that might at some point get killed off, or maybe even did get killed off in this episode. Uh, I guess that could just about apply to everybody uh, <laughs> this time around. Uh, so who gets your Roger Award of Mr. Bad? Uh, I'll go for Curry and Kurtz. He uh, killed a lot of <laughs> sick people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if he was responsible for the zombie apocalypse, he killed billions of people. <laughs> okay, I guess <laughs> I guess in that sense he did kick a lot of ass. <laughs> All right, um, Methodic John. Um, I, I guess I'm going to have to agree with uh, Mr. Bad there on that one. Wow. That's who I was thinking as well. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. And Brian. I'll over. go somewhere different. I'll say Cassandra because she became a fast bitch-ass zombie when she killed those two <laughs> soldiers. Who knows what she can do after it. Uh, that's exactly who I was going to give mine to. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to her. And maybe with an honorable mention for Murphy because he ripped the heads off of those two zombies with his bare hands. That was pretty impressive, too. And Man. Cassandra, drink Coke. And Cassandra did uh, get shot, so she may have uh, been Rogered. Yeah, well, but then again, she was also up again and fighting the zombie soldiers as the rest of them left. So it didn't seem like the bullet hurt her very much. 
Didn't seem to slow her down much. Okay, um, quotes. Anybody got any good quotes? Uh, I think Brian already gave us one. I got one. Anybody else got any? Go for it, Sergeant. Uh, the only one I've got written down is, this isn't a hospital, it's a GD Hall of Horrors, which was said by Murphy, uh, I think, when they come across those isolation cells. They were horrible, too. That was actually pretty cool, that whole scene there where they were discovering yeah. that little abattoir. <laughs> I think the worst one for me was the lady with, that was being eaten by flies. <laughs> I thought she was still alive. She was. She was. Oh, my God. That's why they wanted to mercy her, but uh, Doc was like, oh, we can't open the door. The flies will get us. Well, I, I mean, I thought she was alive. I don't mean a zombie alive. I thought she was still living. Yes, she was. <laughs> What's a goddamn fly going to do to you? Oh, I'm going to get a, a, a black fly. Oh, they, they're biters. Let's leave her in there. I'm not getting bit by a black fly. <laughs> well, they might be carrying something, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They were carrying a virus. There's no telling what uh, what, what they could be infected with. And, you know, I, I painted little scenarios in my mind. Well, maybe they could shoot her through the window and then put a piece of tape over the hole real fast. But then I don't think they actually have any bullets. So uh, that doesn't work either. Um, I, th- I guess I that think, was just a bad situation. I think hmm? the premise that this facility uh, has secure you know, uh, containment is ridiculous. <laughs> Three years into the zombie apocalypse, there's zombies walking around free. Uh, all the uh, people or you know, the equipment is, is damaged. Uh, th- that's ridiculous that, they, that containment you know, would be an issue. Well, I mean, some of them were loose. <laughs> it wasn't very, you know, good containment. <laughs> it kept some of them in, but some got out. Um, what was the deal with the zombie with the speculum holding its mouth open? What do you guys think that was about? Or was it just supposed to look creepy? It was very creepy. Creepy. <laughs> it was for effect. That was all. <laughs> Let's keep its mouth open so it won't bite us. So we can examine it and then put it into a cell. Yeah, just for creepiness. Well, you'd, you'd think if the, it was an issue of biting, they would do something to keep its mouth closed. So it seems to me like they wanted access to the mouth for some I reason. I think it was like extracting saliva. Maybe so. That was, you know, That's not bad. Thank yeah, you. I like that. Thank you. Good one. Okay, um, I guess we'll go into zombie analysis. I'll take your questions. There's a man going around taking names. These creatures cannot be considered. They prey on humans. They do not prey on each other. These creatures are not secure, motorized, We must not be lulled by the concept of peace or family members or our friends. They are not. It's a family Okay, the only thing I got for this segment is uh, 10K's uh, observation that zombies don't do well in the cold. And I can't remember if that was brought up previously, but I thought it was interesting. And it it felt like something maybe that they were purposefully referencing from uh, Zombie Survival Guide, which is... uh, a kind of a cool cool thing if if that's what it was if they were doing another nod to that i wonder if that's where they're getting their zombie rules from <laughs> but uh yeah zombies in the cold they kind of 
slow down and go inactive. Anybody else uh, got any uh, observations about the zombies? Well, they had those uh, new zombies or old zombies, like original zombies that uh, oh, yeah. Murphy couldn't control. I yeah, the new Gucci ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all I was going to say. Is the, the ones he said, I think these are mutants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, okay, I guess so. we'll go into the survival scenario. I mean, give me that dog. What are you going to do with him? You can't open the door to let him out. The bomb vibe will go off. The dog's got to go. We're going to need every bit of air to breathe ourselves. After a while, we'll be laying on the floor to get fresh air. But he's just a little dog. He doesn't breathe. We can't have him here. No. Dog's got to go. Don't you touch him. Give me that wind. <laughs> <laughs> Won't do you any good to cry. It's all over. For a little while, you'll be thanking me. Get rid of that dog and help it off a lot. Oh, my God. You'll be glad we don't have that extra pair of lungs when you're laying here gasping for breath. Okay, this week's scenario, uh, you're in a zombie apocalypse, and suddenly you realize that there's a nuclear missile headed right for you. So what do you do? What do you do? Mr. Bat. Oh, you kiss your ass goodbye. I, <laughs> I actually uh, read a, a really good book about uh, nuclear preparations that was made in the 50s. I don't remember the name of it anymore. But it had detailed information about um, blast radius and, uh, uh-huh. you know, the amount of uh, radiation that would come from an air burst versus a ground burst and um, uh-huh. how... how uh, how to prepare a, a makeshift nuclear shelter and how uh. long you'd have to uh, have supplies for. Uh, by the way, at least two to four weeks um, uh-huh. would be Only that long? Weeks. Wow. Well, it's not like the radiation's going away. I mean, the radiation levels would be down enough in the area where the nuke went off that you could mm-hmm. leave and get away or walk oh, away. Oh, okay. You know, because, uh, like, right after one of these 100-megaton bomb goes off, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's enough to kill you in, like, minutes. The radiation is, is really, I mean, because you, especially if it's a ground blast, because so much of the Earth, uh, uh-huh. it's semi-vaporized, so you have all these part- particulates, which are heavy radiate, uh, irradiated, coming right. down. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um well, they were in an underground base. Of course, a missile <laughs> was targeted for them. So, I mean, there's right. nothing you can do. There's, I mean, Citizen Z, there's a missile coming for you. There's no way, <laughs> you know, a truck is going to get far enough away from a, a blast zone. If you have mm-hmm. two minutes yep. going 60 miles an hour, that's two miles, and one of these 10-ton or a megaton bomb will probably make a half a mile to a mile wide crater and it's not mm-hmm. going to be a, a they don't they never had the uh ground bass anyway they always did the um most of them did uh um uh air burst at like 10,000 well, feet or something these are tactical nukes nukes which would uh, seem to imply probably a smaller blast radius we don't know how small well, though i mean 
uh, Hiroshima was like 50 kilotons, so what? That's tactical nuke nowadays. Anywhere 10 to 20 Possibly. kilotons, you know? Okay, so kiss your ass goodbye. All right. Um, I thought, John, what do you do? Oh, I would bite Cassandra on uh, on her boobs. That's what I would do. <laughs> I can cure okay. you. You mean nipple, right? <laughs> Same diff. <laughs> All right, so to me, uh, again, I think Citizen Z at least probably had a bunker in there. Yeah. Going to the surface is instant kill. At least right. if he went to the bunker, he's got a shot that he might survive mm-hmm. it. Although, if they're targeting him, they're probably targeting, targeting him in a manner that he's gone, <laughs> you know, if they're going after him. So I think... Maybe he was opting for the quick death versus the possibly lingering death. <laughs> but I mean, I'll be honest with you, I thought about that, but I feel like he's a survivor. Yeah. You know, he's always been positioned that way. Yeah, yeah. So you would uh, try to take shelter in the bunker? Yeah, I mean, give it a shot. All right, that makes sense. And then those guys at the, at the medical base, they're just screwed. <laughs> I mean, there's no getting away. Again, uh, right. I would go in and go deep. That's, uh-huh. that's go deep. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Brian, what would you do in this situation? Point my ass toward the sky and pray. <laughs> okay. That was actually going to be my original answer, but I realized that there's actually a much smarter course of action to take here. Uh, the thing to do is actually to find a tractor trailer and take shelter inside, uh, maybe strangle a dog to death to conserve your air, and then you'll probably survive the nuclear blast. No problem. Brilliant. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't like <laughs> Indiana Jones getting a lead line refrigerator, is it? <laughs> Just, like just saying, it is, it is just like that. Yes, I mean because most structures are not lead lined. Well, <laughs> um, it's not the radiation; it's the compression wave. Uh, because if you're far enough away, it's still going to be. Uh, it's like, um, say you were like a mile and a half away from a one megaton blast, that would put you at roughly. Um, uh, 12 pounds per square inch compression range at the max. I and can pick up 12 pounds, no problem. Yeah, that's enough to turn your yeah. flesh into jelly, basically. Your, your cell structure <laughs> will, will break down. 98% of people who, who, who in a blast radius of 12 pounds per square inch are going to die. So we're talking about compression ratio over radiation. Well, the radiation will kill you too, but I mean... Uh, first, you have the flash, which is incineration. Then you have a blast, and but that's with what? When half mile of the blast? Uh, you mean the vaporization? Uh, a one megaton bomb will produce about a one thousand foot diameter hole. 
about 200 uh, feet deep. I doubt we're dealing in megatons. If these are tacticals, tactical nukes, I doubt we're dealing. What are these people a bunch of pussies? Or you know, why send a, a, a tactical nuke when you can send a strategic, you know, big boy? Well, they they you know? said this was stated in the show. Tactical. <laughs> they did say tactical. They I mean, this could just be like, trails. hey, we're gonna get we're gonna get rid of 50 miles. That's it. 50 miles. We're going to sprinkle fairy dust on 50 miles and get rid of it. <laughs> Becoming less and less plausible, Sergeant. I still say the thing to do is get in a tractor trailer, maybe uh, cover up the vents with your clothing, uh, maybe strangle a dog to death, and you're probably good to go. <laughs> you had me at strangle a dog to death. <laughs> oh, or maybe if there's time, jump into your... Um your your space shuttle and just go to the space station. I hear it's empty. <laughs> I, I hear it burned up. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, all right. Uh, I guess it's time for predictions. Oh, predictions. Predictions. The Dharma Initiative ordered the this man and his team created a series of equations which tell us, with a high degree of probability, where it is going to be at a certain point in time. Event window determined. Extrapolating sound and vision. Okay, and now we can finally all make predictions because uh, <laughs> none of us have any foreknowledge of what's going to happen next. Uh, but for, for tradition's sake, uh, let's start with Steve. Uh, what's going to happen next, next season, uh, Mr. Bad? Uh, Ronald Reagan's uh, Star Wars program will go into action and obliterate the incoming nukes. And uh, Addy and Mac will be together uh, after Mac having inseminated most of the Mormons. <laughs> Okay, nukes. You sure you want to go with all that stuff? Because some of that stuff is probably more likely than other elements of it. You want to go with all those things? All of it. I'm an all or nothing kind of guy, you know? Okay, stand by while I write it out by hand. Star Wars will take out the nukes. Uh, Mac and Addy together. And Mormons... Incinerated. I mean, inseminated. Inseminated. Okay. All right. And uh, Methodic John, what's going to happen next season, man? All right. So I can't use incinerated nukes. I think the nukes will be minutes to quarantine the last minute diverted and will harmlessly explode somewhere else. Okay. Methodic John. Nukes diverted. Mysteriously, by our, I'm not going to keep going, but <laughs> and explode elsewhere. All right, okay. And Brian, honestly, I think either Citizen Z will make those nukes to be unactive and fall to the ground harmlessly. He ain't even got time our, to run back to his computer. <laughs> or someone in our government will do it for him, knowing full well what uh, Murphy's power is. And then we'll find out what Murphy's power is. Hopefully he okay. won't look like a snake. <laughs> um, somebody will disarm the nukes. 
And we'll discover Murphy's I, new power. I, I also think we'll discover behind Dr. Curran's power. I think we'll we'll see that. I think we'll begin to see that. It may not be at the first episode. I think we'll see that over time. We'll see. What like like what uh, what backing he has, kind of thing. Exactly. Is it you know escapes United States government? Is it Russia? Is it China? Is it Iran? Iraq? Is it okay. someone else? Let's find out over time what happens um, to his influence. What is his backing? I just don't think we know yet. Okay. And my prediction is that an unseen player will self-destruct the Dukes. Cheater. <laughs> what? How's that cheating? You guys heard me say that earlier. Let's see. Unseen player will self-destruct the Dukes. Uh... And... And... Hmm. Uh... Trying to think of anything else. Oh, let's. We should all. Uh, I want one thing answered. What about What's Cassandra? That? What about Cassandra? Is she dead? Is she alive? Is she a zombie? Is she not? What do you think? I have no clue. I mean, she says she's not dead, but is her heart actually beating or what? Is the zombie virus that's in her? But is a zombie virus in or, or killing off the bacteria that's eating our luck? I mean, do we know? We don't. We don't. We don't. Could be anything. I like to see what happens with that. I mean, I guess technically she should be exactly like Murphy. Or I mean, she's been well, maybe not, because I mean, the people Murphy bites aren't able to control Murphy. So it seems like Murphy might be different than the people that he infects. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I guess I'll just stick with uh, unseen person will self-destruct the nukes. I can't really think of anything else. So that's, I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. Were you about to say something without it, John? I'm just going to say I think I think um, she's going to be like Murphy. Okay. Uh, that's logical. <laughs> who thinks Murphy's going to look good, and who thinks he's going to look like Mr. Doyle? <laughs> um, I think he's look like, he's going to look like Mr. Bad. <laughs> handsome devil, handsome. Well, handsome I mean, boy. it's a little early for him to look like Doyle, but, I mean, it makes sense that he would eventually get to that point unless something intervenes. It seems like he's got the same kind of stuff as yeah. Doyle did. He's gonna look good. I think I think they're tan. setting up for a metamorphosis, meaning the skin. It and everything seems else. like it. Yeah. I mean, we'll 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 see what happens. I mean, he can come out and be like completely fine and be like, "Hey, uh, I had to go through this transformation," and so will Cassandra. <laughs> no, not really her, because I should have bitten her on the vagina, but I didn't. <laughs> okay, um, you guys ready for a three-minute spoiler quarantine? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the spoil, though? I've got a couple of things, actually. All right, you go ahead then, mate. <laughs> Initiating spoiler quarantine. Okay. According to the Z Nation wiki, uh, next season will uh, kind of focus around a manhunt 
four Murphy. So Murphy is apparently still at large. Hot. And people are looking for him. Uh, also, uh, from what uh, the wiki says, there will be new... Okay, got a lot of background noise there. Uh, got a lot of uh, got some new characters being introduced next season, and we are also going to lose some characters next season. Uh, they haven't said specifically who's staying, who's going. Um, I uh, have to say, though, one of the names I have not seen mentioned on the list for being in next season is Dot. <laughs> No, it ain't so. Take Cassandra. Leave Doc. We did say he was gonna get a boat, and I feel like I also may have not seen Warren on there, but I'm not sure about that. Um, And I mean, all this may be really early. I mean, this may not be. I haven't seen that he's in the season. I don't know for a fact. The that sad he's thing not is, here. I've heard the same thing. The man who plays Doc just didn't have much interest in doing a zombie apocalypse, and um, yeah, he was going on to bigger, better things. Oh, so you know for a fact and that he's not going to be? No, next I season. don't. I've heard, and in Cassandra, and um, not Warren, but the person who plays Cassandra, uh-huh. her getting bitten, they were writing them all out. It was going to be Warren. It was going to be the boyfriend and the girlfriend. That was it. And um, 10K. Oh. 16 minutes to quarantine failure. Who knows if that's true or not? I, that's true. I run a site that's, that says Walking Dead fake spoilers. <laughs> well, that's good. We, we take all the rumor we can get at this point. And uh, apparently I'm a liar because I'm not Mormon. <laughs> Or are you a liar because you are Mormon? Ooh, it's meta. I'm actually a Jew, not Mormon. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, I think that's that's all the spoilers I got. I think they're gonna be there's gonna be some kind of manhunt for Murphy. There's gonna be some new characters, and we're losing some old characters. Possibly one of the characters we're losing. Doc. Fifteen seconds to quarantine failure. I guess we'll see. No. Eight, seven, six, five, Come on, Steve, protest. Four, three, <laughs> two, oh! one. <laughs> I don't want to see him go either. To quarantine failure. <laughs> okay. Um, closing thoughts for this episode. Um, the one one thing I will mention before uh, before that is I finally have a date for season two premiere, which is going to premiere. On September 11th, 2015, so only about a month away, Season 2 begins. We're going to have so many shows to cover, I swear. <laughs> sure, because the Fear of the Walking Dead starts August 23rd. Yep, and I'm assuming an Evil Dead starts up Halloween, I think. Oh. And does Walking Dead also start up Halloween like I usual? I thought Halloween also. That's when I thought they were doing it. Wow, that is crazy. We're going to have like four shows run at the same time. That's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, well, final thoughts about this show, this series, this season. Uh, Mr. Bed, you're the new guy on Z Nation. What's your overall thoughts of the series? Um, 
I get the impression maybe you didn't like it as much as some of us did. Uh, what do you I think? I just thought what's they your, were being cheap-ass punk bastards. I, that's why I, I, I was so pissed. This fina- finale showed you that it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to write a good show. They had some decent actors. You mm-hmm. know, they just weren't putting the effort in. This was a good show. They had some other good elements. They just need to step up and and put their money where their mouth is and, and actually do a good job. Ah. So, so uh, are you, uh, what do you think? Uh, are you on board for season two? Do you not really want to cover this thing anymore? Or no, what do you think? I liked Murphy, and I think it's ending on a good note. So uh, uh-huh. I'd be interested to see what happens. Okay, all right. And uh, what do you think, Methodic John? What are your uh, thoughts on this first season of Z Nation? Um, you know, considering it's meant to be a kind of a parody of regular shows like Walking Dead, I think it's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And looking forward to season two, presumably? presumably yeah, I'm watching the, the trailer for it right now. It looks pretty interesting. Oh, really? I did not know there was a trailer. Yeah, there's lots of good spoilers. Ooh, uh, oh, shit. I, <laughs> I wish you'd watched it uh, before we did the spoiler thing. Language, sir. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to interrupt, but you guys are just on a roll. Oh, cop oh, out! You, sh- you should have yelled "point of order, point well, of wait order." A minute. Don't we have super super editing powers? Sure, sure, we do. We could also just run another spoiler quarantine. Yeah, that's that's the editing choice I would prefer. <laughs> you do that. Do that. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Initiating spoiler quarantine. Okay, methodic giant, lay it on us. What you got? So Cassandra and Murfer team. Wow. There's a Mad Max themed episode with a <laughs> um, plethora of homage equipment, like a big uh, big rig. Um, awesome! Do the bombs um, go off? Do the bombs go off? They don't get into that. Oh. You definitely see um, Doc. He's uh, I'm seeing Doc. Great. Well, yay. Of course, of course, it could be like a Harold Perrineau thing. They kill him off in the first episode, but <laughs> at least he's, uh, I mean, well, I mean, I guess he would have to at least, I mean, he was alive when we left him, so unless he's just yeah. killed in the blast, it makes sense that he would at least make an appearance. You see him so. on a boat and a zombie shark gets him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else? What else did you see in the trailer? Um, that, that was basically the extent of it, and, um, uh, you know, it looked like most of the cast was there except for two little lovebirds, and I didn't see them mentioned in it, and, um... Really? You didn't see Mac and Eddie? No, I didn't see Mac and Eddie, but from mm-hmm. the Comic-Con news that I read, I believe that they're both in play, uh, for season two as well. Yeah, that's what, that's what I heard, uh, I don't... Personally, I'm not very invested in them, but <laughs> but, but yeah, I heard they were going to be in it. Um, so, uh, what does Murphy look like? So you've seen Murphy. So what does he look like? Um, he's wearing like a, a top, not a top hat. What do you call them? He's wearing like a he's wearing a hat suit, like a pimp. Um, <laughs> he's funny. he's dressed up like dapper yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, um, 
Is he lacking skin? Uh, I mean, it looked like he shed his skin at the end of the last episode. They did, weren't showing us what he looked like. Um, well, maybe that's why he's wearing a suit. Could you see his face? Did he look yeah. different at all? You no, know, he looked like his face looked like Murphy. Huh, okay. Interesting. He could have put on makeup for all we know to. You know, that's true. Make himself feel yeah. human. Yeah, it could be like Joker style. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, what about Cassandra? Does she still have the big bite mark on her face? And what's she doing? Um. Let's see here. 15 seconds to quarantine. <laughs> Did you say different hair? <laughs> no. Murphy. Uh, nah, she looks like. Okay. <laughs> oh, Eddie is back with them in that one shot. Oh, okay. Interesting. And we're back. <laughs> good insights. Lots of insights for yeah, our viewers. That's good stuff, yeah. Well done. Now I'm going to have to look for a trailer. Yeah, you need to put something on the uh, on the website there. Maybe Mr. Bag can find that and stick it on our Facebook site. Let me Ooh. give you a hint. SpoilerTV.com. Cool. Awesome. I'm sure okay. YouTube will have it. I'm surprised it hasn't popped up at some point. Yeah. Must, maybe it released just recently or something. Um, if Comic-Con was in June, it's been a while, but still. Yeah, yeah. Or July. When was Comic-Con? July? Beginning of July? Uh-huh. So, I mean, I wasn't really looking for anything for Z Nation at Comic-Con. I was looking more for Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. um, Well, um, uh, what are your final thoughts in this series so far, Brian? Eight minutes to quarantine failure. As it comes for fluffs sci-fi i quite enjoyed it i mean i really did enjoy the characters uh-huh. yeah the acting wasn't good the scripts weren't great but i wasn't <laughs> going into it thinking oh my god this is gonna be the walking dead it was funny it was fun it was a ride i enjoyed it i can't wait for season two i know bad things are probably gonna happen we're gonna lose characters i'm fine with that too yeah. Um, I hope we don't use Doc. I really like Doc as a character because I think he adds enough snarkiness to yep. the actual episodes that it would be sad to get rid of him. But the actor yeah. might want to go do other things. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I did. I mean, I can't wait. I'm glad that, what was it, September 11th? Yep. Weird date starts. premiere show. <laughs> so that's fantastic. I mean, I can't wait. Cool, cool. And for myself, of course, I enjoyed season one. I thought it was mostly light entertainment, but I really did get to really like these characters. And I really, when I see nukes headed for all of them, you know, I really care. The show got me to care about what happens to them, uh, all of them, really. Um, And I want to see what happens next. So I guess the show did its job. Um, As far as writing people off, it wouldn't bother me if they killed off some more people. Uh... If they could kill off the weaker characters and keep the better ones, that's fine by me. Uh, I feel like just about anybody could get killed off. I would prefer they keep Doc and Murphy and 10K. And beyond that, I don't really care all that much. Um, I am kind of interested to see where 10K's character goes. Uh, he's For some reason, he's compelling to me. I don't know why. Um, the guns. It's the guns. It it's might the be guns. the guns. Maybe the guns. The guns. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with, with it. Goal. 
He's the only one. Yeah, well, I, I guess so, especially now. <laughs> I would actually um, be surprised if Michael Welch, who plays Mac, um, they're looking at him for the reboot for Stargate. So in the oh, next really? like three or four years. Yeah. Huh. Okay. There's a reboot. I don't know if it's going to be a movie or TV series. I don't know which. But Weird. he played the younger version of um, what's the main character of SG One? Um, I can't remember what his name. Um, MacGyver. He put, uh, yeah, that yeah, his character. Uh, Sam comes to mind, but I don't. It's been a while. That's the other Colonel. <laughs> that's the other one. Yeah, um, but he played the younger version. But they're looking at him for the reboot. But that's going to be five, six years down the road, apparently. So. At least okay. what I've read is going to be five or six down the road. We're looking at 2020 at least. Uh, yeah, I, I'd heard they were planning going to reboot Stargate. That just seems very weird to me. Oh, it's a strange thing to do. To reboot I, I'm like, they had what? What was it? A uh, Stargate Universe, which was actually pretty good. It was much oh, more yeah. adult. It was much yeah. more adult than Stargate was. And then they canceled it, and it's like. Why don't you just bring this back? It wasn't boring. I mean, I wasn't bored. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. It wasn't a reboot either. It was. <laughs> no, it was, it was continuous series, but it was a it, lot more, a lot more adult than Stargate ever was. I mean, they killed seems, off some characters. Yeah. But this was much more. We dealt with more serious issues than uh, Stargate did. It seems like. Stargate. I feel like Stargate. It feels re- way too recent for me to reboot Stargate. I well, mean, it's been it, off for like what five, six years, seven, eight. I don't yeah. even know when, when it was. I mean, I remember it's, watching it. And I remember watching the ending, like and I was like, "Eh." But I say, "What? What the heck?" Someone need <laughs> to cook. Morning. Four minutes to quarantine failure. Oh, I guess I guess that's our cue. <laughs> yeah, but they're talking about rebooting a lot of TV shows. I mean, I've heard of Mork and Mindy being rebooted. I'm like, why? <laughs> yes. Mork and Mindy, really? I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Stargate, really, just start over something else, whatever. Just don't reboot it. Anyways, that's okay. it. Okay, well, I, I guess that is it. Um, uh, I guess we'll probably take a little break while I acclimate to my new jarb. And uh, the next thing we probably cover... Uh, we might Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, there is that, but we might... We might go ahead and hit maybe an Evil Dead movie or two to get ready for that as well. Uh, we do have. Just a let me time. know. We'll do, yeah. Um, so, uh, for any of our listeners out there, if you exist, we'd love to hear from you in this ongoing sociological experiment in progress. Uh, send us some hate mail at station seven, the door at gmail.com, and presto, it will be delivered directly to us. You can leave us voicemail at 252-377-1087. And don't forget to give us a one-star review on iTunes. So bearing that in mind, from the DeGroots, Elmar Hanzo, Hans von Egen, and all of us at the Initiative. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.